are nearly one month into the high school football season, y'all. And man, oh man, have has this season just paid off in dividends big time, Rex? You think you know something. And then the football gods remind you that you know nothing. Incredible, we know nothing. Incredible action in the week four. We're going to get ready for another crazy week five, Jack. Let's do it. Exactly. The Prep Zone Preview presented by Ken Nugent is coming your way next. When the final buzzer sounds, the game is over, but their story isn't. Time to hang out on the sidelines and learn the real stories of these sports icons. Welcome to the On Your Sidelines podcast with the News 3 sports team. What's up and what's good, everybody? Welcome to week five of the Prep Zone Preview presented by Ken Nugent, part of On Your Sidelines. I'm Jack Patterson. That's Rex Castillo. And Rex, how insane was last Friday night? (laughs) I think with our... Game of the week really paying off a top 10 matchup between Opelika and Central. And in case anybody wanted to know, Opelika is the real deal in 7A. Central still an incredible, incredible team loaded with talent. But on both sides of the river, Jack, just an incredible night of football. And here we go into week five. Here we go again. <laughs> we have another stack slate. You know, just we, we thought that week four couldn't top week three. Can week five top week four now? That's going to be the question going into this weekend. We start on Thursday night. We talk about a team that's been red hot so far this year. Only one loss to their name, the Northside Patriots. They'll host Sumter County at Connect Stadium. And we've just seen this team consistently, all three phases, look really, really solid. They're a team that beats you up. It really is. And it's becoming more than just Malachi Hosley. The whole entire team is starting to really buy in. That defense and special teams unit is is playing with a ferocity. And I thought, you know, Shaw had a really good shot. Uh, they had a lot of momentum going into that game. It was stopped quick, fast, and in a hurry. The first touchdown for Northside was off a block punt. And it was a block punt that was in the air. And then it was just one of those things where other guys had to step up. Yes, Malachi Hosley is the engine. He's, you know, he's kind of the star of that. He's the name. He's the name. He's the guy, you know, the, you know, the whole RVD thing. He's the whole dang show, but other guys are stepping up now and that is going to be dangerous. That was one thing I thought Northside was a little bit lacking of last year was depth. And now that's starting to come around. Exactly. And it's taking a little bit of time, but you know, year three under coach Andrew Orpesa, and you starting to see these guys come around and they're going to be a team to you're at the watch in five, a this year. Absolutely. And I think now that they're finally getting their, their legs underneath them in five, a who knows how far Northside can go. It's a tough, tough life to live in class five, a, especially in Georgia. But I think that they're built better than ever at this point to make a good run in this season. Absolutely. Speaking of tough, tough living, Uh we go to class 4A. And I've said this from the get-go. This is one of the toughest regions in the state. I have to agree. And we're going to talk about the Troop County Tigers who are top 10 in their own right, Right. facing off with another top 10 team, the Whitewater Wildcats. And this is uh, another one of those great tests that – Troop County has been building towards this. Now you guys are part of the target. Everyone knows what Teo has been able to do these past few weeks, which is still incredible, by the way. But now you get a team like Whitewater that will be able to, you know, that's played in big games, that's used to being a big a big time name. We'll see where the Troop County Tigers are. This is around the midseason point where contenders are going to start separating themselves. As, as region play and district play starts coming into, come, you know, that, that, you know, we're reaching that deadline now. Now it's going to be, all right, Teo, we, we love what you've done, but now it's going to be against the big boys as we get deeper into the schedule. Exactly. This region is absolutely ridiculous. You had, I think, every team but one made the playoffs last year. Is that right? In their wow. respective classification or region. You got a state champion in Trinity Christian right. who's a state champion in 1A Private. So that's so much talent, so much you know prestige in this region. Right. But, you know, that's why I keep telling you, you know, we say, we say that, 
Troop and LaGrange are off to fantastic starts, and they are. Right. But until we see how they play in this region, you know, anything is on the table. Right. And I I think we get to that point now. Like, we're excited to see how far Troop and LaGrange can go. And I've, and I've like, said, like, I would really love to see them in Atlanta. This is around the time when we start making the push. Like, can you be those guys? Because defenses will be smarter. Defenses have more film on you. And defenses will be more gelled together. Because I think it's one of those things, as always, offense gets out to the jump. First three weeks, you're going to see scores light up the scoreboard. Yep. You're going to see crazy amount of yards, crazy amount of rushing yards and through the air. By week five or six and seven, that, that's when things start to level off for the defense because now everyone is getting to real football shape. Now everyone has a lot of film. So everything gets exposed there. Now it's just a matter of execution. Absolutely. And if Troop can knock off a team like Whitewater, that says a lot. Then I'll start jumping on that bandwagon yeah. and say, like, okay, this is a team that can be dangerous come November and December. Absolutely. But like I said, this region is so incredibly tough that – You've got you've got to be able to bring your A game every single week. It kind of reminds me of what's going on in 7A in Alabama. Exactly. We'll get to that. So let's go over to Friday and two teams that are looking to get off the snide. Yeah. You know, they've had slow starts to the season. Harris County and Hardaway, they're facing off yeah. at AJ McClellan Memorial Stadium. Two teams that have a lot of talent, but you know, like I said, slow starts to the season. Unfortunately, it's just one of those years where Harris County is going under a new head coach. Hardaway lost a lot of talent in that senior class with Michael Williams, who got his first sack at the college level at UGA, uh, taking down um, the Sanford quarterback. But it's those are big shoes to fill. And I yep. think Hardaway is really realizing just how how hard that is. Michael set a tremendous example. And let's be honest, Michael could have been a guy who, you know, had different options in front of him, wanted to stay at Hardaway, wanted to build that brand, did an amazing job doing that. But now it's just you got to find your own idea. You got to rebuild it. And this is the very beginning of the rebuilding process. It looks like a very steep hill. It doesn't help that other people got to go to different classifications and you stayed at 4A. But I think that's also a blessing in disguise because now you can get better at that kind of competition. Harris County, I mean, it's a new head coach. That That's just... Th those are just growing pains. It's tough sledding. But I think this could be a, a game to help change one season for one team or the other. Now, having exactly. it at Memorial Stadium is a, a little bit of an advantage for Hardaway. I... Games always get a little weird there, especially as the season and seasons start to change and the mm -hmm. temperature drops. Gets a little fun and wacky out there, so it'll be really exciting to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you, Rex, that this could be a, a um, momentum changer mm -hmm. for one of these teams, whoever comes out on top in this game. As you start to make your way towards region play in the next couple of weeks, a win like this can be something that propels you to those region games. But, you know, and I think one, one of these teams are going to really come out on the – on a better end for that. And I want to see your team make a statement. I think that's what yes. both coaches really want. It's like, look, we're either going to go on the road and ruin someone's homecoming, or we're going to Hardaway's like, look, we just need to put our feet in the ground and just drive up. And I, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. What, whichever team wins. And I think it's a very even matchup. Whatever team wins, it'd be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. And you can, a lot that we just said about that last game, you could say about this game as well. Columbus taking on Shaw. You got two teams in two right. different classifications. You got Columbus in 3A, Shaw in 4A. Shaw got off to that hot start, but they've kind of come back to earth a little bit. Yeah. And then Columbus, they're still trying to get off the ground. You know, I think a win for either one of these schools puts you in the right direction as you head towards region play. Also a matchup of two classy head coaches, Phil Marino and Blair Harris and what he's done now. Look, we, we've covered the Shaw Raiders and what they're doing. I, I still, it can't be overstated enough the amount of emotional fortitude and courage that they have to play with the hearts that they have to. I think one thing that they saw against Northside, and credit to Northside for doing this, is that 
there are times where you there's a team that's just really prepared for what you're going to do and yep. you have to just be better or find another way around it because Northside's defense was also swarming their offense was clicking and they they were able to find those holes i think shaw's going to be a team that can bounce back take a lot of really good lessons from that but a team like columbus high is always going to have disciplined kids that play hard yep and Kind of the same situation that Hardaway's going through. Columbus lost a lot of guys mm-hmm. like a Robert Edwards. That's really tough to replace. Don't forget J.P. Powell as well. And J.P. Powell, his arm was that offense. And so to find those new grounds, it takes time. Rules, yeah, it takes time. And to find the right kids to step up, just to learn. The game of football is complicated. And game speed is also just, like, insane. But I think I give Shaw a little bit of the edge here just because of where their offense was. Their identity has been formed. It's a run. It's a running team that will, you know, run you into the ground, and you'll be begging for mercy. Columbus, I really want to see how much how much further they've gotten. Like, exactly. This is a team. If you can air it out, or even be good on the ground, be balanced. Be balanced. You have a shot here, but that Shaw defense is also. They had a you know a couple of interceptions in these past couple of weeks. They love getting turnovers. They you know they they completely play for each other. It's going to be really interesting to see, but you know I think Shaw can bounce back in a big way here. Absolutely. And then let's go back to that crazy region up at um, 4-4A, the LaGrange Grangers at home Friday night, yep. taking on Stars Mill. Yeah, another playoff team from last year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, you keep bringing it up that every week you're finding people who go deep into the season, and that's what makes this region so incredible. Exactly. I think chief among all the teams up uh, up the highway there for us, I think LaGrange has the highest ceiling. Uh, just because, again, they're dropping no less than 40 points every single game. But as we get into the and season... And not giving up a ton of points. And not giving up a ton. But as the as the season goes along and these opponents get tougher, do we see them drop in production? Does their offense, does their defense have a couple more holes? In? Those are questions that need to be answered. That's it's, a million-dollar question. Especially if you want to go to Atlanta. Exactly. Trinity Christians really jumped up from 1A to 4A. I forgot, I forgot about that. Yeah. That, that, that's a championship-caliber team. They, sure. I mean, they won a championship last they year. They did, and that's one of those things that, like, that's the that's the measuring stick. And we saw how good that team was last year when they played Brookstone and Pacelli. Yeah, it was it was a class above. And we're looking at them across the field, like, why are they playing here? Why? So, I I think Lagrange though, I've talked a lot about it. What is it, and you've covered a couple of games. What is, what has impressed you the most about them? Is the fact that they is just the execution wrecks that they're so smooth. That's crazy. Is it, you know, I said it when when I covered the scrimmage against Harris County. It's like it just seemed like they were already at midseason form. And now here we are at the midseason, getting towards the midseason. Exactly. And you know, as I said it back in week one, you know, I said it after the Smith Station game. If they're if they continue to build off of this, they will be a team that will be able to contend. That's crazy. Exactly. But once again, just like I said with Troop County, these are the games that you have to be able to step up for. Yeah. And, and, and they've got all the talent in the world. They got Jalen Brown, who's a who's just come into his own at quarterback. Right. You have a running back room that any coach would be envious of when you got AJ Tucker, Malachi Fan and Render. They are just too like you got they're thunder and lightning. If, uh, you, yeah. if you look at it for me, Tucker is the thunder and Fan and Render is the lightning. Got you. And then when you have receivers like Magic Johnson who just can Great name. get open. I was about to say that one highlight that we saw, like no one was in 20, 20 Nobody yards. Nobody was in him. the same zip code. No, like that that's amazing. To un- to understand, a com- I'm sure, a very complicated system and to buy into it with a guy like Matt Napier and the weapons that he has. I said it last week. I'll say it again. Yep. This LaGrange offense reminds me a lot of those Callaway teams that mm-hmm. Coach Napier had 
when he was there. And they won, They always went really far. Exactly. And I think this LaGrange team can go far, too. All right. But this is their first big, big test. You know, in region, these games count against a really good Stars Mill team. Really excited to see how far they can go. Absolutely. Now, let's go down to Class 1A. All right. Two teams that have kind of flown under the radar. Right. Chatco and Taylor County. Okay. We're talking about a Chatco team who took a North Clayton team who was in Class 4A and shut them out last week. That's pretty amazing. Won 39 to nothing. What <sighs> Coach McKenzie has going on down there, that's an eye-opener. Oh, I, and I think also to follow in the footsteps of a Pierre Coffey, who is tremendously well-known in this area. And that's the one side of this that we haven't really talked about a lot is that we talked a lot about Coach Coffee going to Carver. Right. But we haven't really talked about Coach McKenzie taking over for Coach Coffee at Chaco. You know, we we saw what Coach Coffee did at Chaco. Right. And bringing that program back to prominence. And it seems like they have not missed a step under Coach McKenzie. And I think for a guy to step in and to be brand new to the area, a tremendous human being, by the way, incredibly in the scrimmage that I saw at Brookstone, and that's the only time I've been able to really see them, they are, they were already on board for each other, ride or die for each other. That's what you need in a community like that. But to do a 4A team going into a 1A school, I'm sure is going to look around like, you know, all right, whatever. This is a tiny stadium. We can do this. Let's 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 do this four-quarter thing and go home. Chaco, that one heartbeat mentality mm-hmm. is real. I love that stadium. I love what they're being able to do with that. And they just have guys. They have guys who play hard, who play hard, play for each other. I know that's a typical moniker and a stereotypical thing to say. But when it really comes to execution, it's amazing. Absolutely. And then we're talking about a Taylor County team that's kind of, once again, flown under the radar. They always seem like a team that flies under the radar, but all they do is win seven or eight games every year. Exactly. They are a really solid team and it's shaping up for them to be really solid again this year. They've had a couple of big wins so far this year. And this is like the first true test for both teams. Right. And, you know, it's a region game. You know, we're getting to the point where these games count again. And once again, I I think this – this is a game right here, you know, where what mid-September that's gonna play, that's gonna be big as we get towards that first week in November. And I think it's one of the, these games start looking like, all right, where can we be at in the postseason? Ryan McKenzie, for what he's done in, in Chaco, I can't commend him enough. That that is a tremendous job down there because that's a community. Once they find a team to really root for and get behind. It's one of the most electric environments we have in the area. Absolutely. And we've seen that place be electric on Friday nights. And I think we'll see more to say this game in Butler, but I think we'll see an electric atmosphere down in Butler as well. Absolutely. Let's cross the river over to Alabama. Class 7A, once again, mm. absolutely bananas. Right. We, start, we start with a team that just kind of, you know, wrecked ship last week, and that's the Opelika Bulldogs, who knocked off top-ranked Central last week. And, you know. In uh, overtime. In overtime. And they're playing at Prattville this week. You know, what can we say about those dogs, Rex? I just that they're, they're the real deal. At this point, you take a team like Central that's loaded with talent, especially on defense, with those two All-Americans and uh, you know Tamari and TJ Parker and AJ Harris and literally all the other guys that they have around them, and then you have an offense which may not be as explosive as years past, but you know Epps is a still a tremendous quarterback, great talent. Jet Wiley is one of those really tall, mm-hmm. lanky wideouts who's who can make plays. Carmelo happen. English still there. Carmelo too. English, the Auburn commit, still down there. Who you give him, you get him on a slant. Good luck trying to catch him. Mm-hmm. Now, Opelika at home is a different monster. Roman Gagliano, I think at this point now, has become one of the contenders for best quarterback in 7A. Yeah. But 
and he's still like a junior. Mm-hmm. But at this point, this is a win that you you can't just rest your laurels on. Auburn's, I mean, you know, Auburn, the Auburns of the world is still down there. Going to the playoffs, you're going to run into Central or Auburn again. And I just have to give her huge credit to what Coach Speakman has done. Because, yeah, you can say that you, you're you not scared of the 7A ranks because they had such a great run in 6A. Different thing to do it. And they're, that's what impressed me the most is that the kicker and the special teams had a had a just a you know wrong place wrong time to to botch a snap and give all the momentum in the world to uh, to central and, and then the defense steps up and the defense gets a, a crucial interception to set up Johnny Cassana yet again and the kid nails it that's yep. ice in his veins mm-hmm. ice ice in his veins what what impressed you about that game i mean the fact that you were able to stop a central team who had been putting up points at ridiculous at a rate, ridiculous rate hold on to 14 points When's the, last, when's the last time you've seen Central score less than 20 points in a game? I think Thompson. I think. And even then, Thompson kind of like kept their, put their foot off the gas. Maybe the first Thompson game. Yeah, because like you, you expect that from Thompson, though. You expect tremendous elite play from Thompson. Opelika, we knew, was always very good. Now they're that good. Exactly. So that's like, incredible. Like that... I anticipated this game being higher scoring than it was. It was 17 to 14. That took OT. Yeah. You know, I honestly thought it was going to be higher scoring than that. I think that's a testament to both of these defenses. I would ask you if it was raining at that point. I mean, it was raining like in the area. It was raining when I was doing my live shots there, but it wasn't raining during the game. And I'm just, that's incredible. That is a truly incredible performance that I Opelika fans can definitely hang their hat on. Exactly, and it's just another twist in this crazy, crazy region. Yeah, just absolutely. Just shout out to the Opelika Bulldogs. But one thing we also know about Central, this is only going to propel them forward. This mm-hmm. is this isn't a team that's going to fold. If anything, now you just now you just made Central mad. So speaking of <laughs> my oh my, I do not want to be Jeff Davis this week. Yeah, y'all yeah, have fun with that. That, that was a, that's a Saturday noon Eastern kick for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, I, I don't want to be Jeff Davis, and Jeff Davis already had it rough. They had to play Auburn last week and got held at negative nine total yards. What was that now? Negative nine, Rex. Negative nine. That set a seven a record, and it's the fourth lowest in state history. All they did was move backwards. I. I don't know if you saw my tweets on Friday night because we're busy men on Friday nights, but I said I I know Jeff Davis has not gotten a first down, and I'm almost certain they are in negative yards. All they did was move backwards? That's incredible. Wow. That's that's a history-making defense. That's – there. Are, well, first of all, yeah, you got demons to exercise central, so Jeff Davis, God bless you. Um, I hope you – at least it's at home. But to talk about Auburn – it does. It is like one of those things that Central takes up a lot of air in the room because they were, you know, number one ranking. They're still going to be the top five. Auburn has to be the number one team in the in the state right now in seven A. We talk a lot about what happens on that offense. Clyde Pittman, Davis Harson, all their weapons. They replace that. You know, the, the, that's explosive. A defensive unit that does that. I mean, I'm speechless. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Literally speaking, and that's Lee Montgomery's problem this week. Yeah, so. y'all have fun with that. That's wow. I think oh, that's a Thursday night game. Yes, so I'll get to see that live in action at the Cramson Bowl. But this was a team that also, you know, threw a haymaker at Hoover in week one and one, and they're only getting better. That's scary. That is that's incredible. It's like I said when we we've already had Opelika Central, which wow. was incredible, and then we got. We, we still have Central Auburn to go. We still have Auburn Opelika to go. 
this region right now, man, it might as well be the SEC West. And then you still have Enterprise. That that did you know that that you know ran over Smith Station, mm-hmm. you know Smith you still, Station. That's hard. That's a you hard still place have to win. a Dothan team that beat Prattville last week, right? And you still have Smith Station, who still who beat Prattville too. I just, if you're gonna ask us legitimately what's gonna happen on Friday, we don't know. This region is bonkers. Yeah, they're cannibalizing each other. And like, I, seriously, and it's and, like it's like I said at the beginning of the season. I really feel that the seven eight state championship comes through East Alabama, who I couldn't tell you. Right. But I feel like any combination of Central, Opelika, or Auburn is going to win the state championship. And I I hate that one of those teams has to be left out of the Final Four. Like, that is going to be the battle. Well, here here's the, cra- here's the crazy thing, is that they got to beat up on each other just to get to the state championship. That's wild. With That's the addition so of Opelika to 7A, yeah. like, there is a, a non-zero chance that there's going to be a combination of those two of those three teams facing each other in the Elite Eight. In the Elite Eight. With the, the winner going to face the other in the Final Four. And that way, and I would argue that Opelika is a top five team at this point. That Opelika, Central, and Auburn, who have all been in the top five in the ASWA polls. They may all be in the top five when it gets released. Well, their season ends in the Elite Eight, and that's a season where great for anyone else, Awful for that program. That's crazy because I don't. The, the entire time I've been here, Central and Auburn have always been in that Final Four representing yep. the East. One of them won't be there just because Opelika has decided to grow up and punch people in the face. Mm-hmm. That is wild. That is wild to me. That's that. Welcome wild. to seven A football. I love it. I this is some of the best high school football I've ever covered in this region. It's always been good, but now when you throw those three contenders in there, that is just mind blowingly crazy. So, we'll, we still got a game of the week to talk about, don't we? We, we still we got a long way to go, <laughs> yeah, Rex. That's true. We we got to go to Class One A. All right, and we're talking about the Lochapoca Indians, mm-hmm. who are still undefeated. Still undefeated. It's the Battle of Highway Fourteen this yeah. week as they take take on Notasoga. And man, these Indians they just look different, Rex. They look. They, I think they're playing just a different speed now. The poke away we saw in that in that kickoff classic against. Um, Lafayette at that point, there was no mercy. The, the The Indians only got tougher and stronger. Uh, a lot of a lot of the spotlight goes to um, J.C. Hart, who is on his way to Auburn. And guys, look, I get it. It's 1A football. I get it that it's not the 7A of the world. J.C. Hart's a baller. He plays on both sides of the ball. He's also a kick returner. And he's just lightning. So I'm really excited to see what he can do in this rivalry game. Unfortunately, Mother Nature got in the way and scheduling got in the way. So I could I was trying to get them versus a Central Hainville, and they just they put on a show every 48 12. They, I mean, it is wild. But there are other guys on that team. Uh, I forgot his la- his first name, but there's a kid Satterwhite, number four. Yes. He is a he's a dude. Like I get it. JC Hart is the guy who's going D one. Satterwhite needs to start getting offers like yesterday. That is an incredible playmaker for the Indians. Really exciting to see. Notosoga is going to play tough because, you know, it's going to get them ready for it's this It's a rivalry game. game. It's a rivalry game. There's just a lot of firepower on that Low Chipoka sideline. What Coach Newton has done over there has been absolutely incredible to see this program on the rise. And we saw it at Media Days. They said state championship or bust. Now we're starting to believe him. Seriously. Like, this is crazy. It, again, one thing to say at the beginning, mm-hmm. championship or bust. But it's another thing to go out and do it every week. Right. The cards are on the table. We're like, Coach, you sure you want to play that card? Oh, this is why he wanted to mm-hmm. play that card. Because we only thought, like, all right, it's J.C. Hart. I mean, yeah, you can kind of make that work at this level. No, it's there's a 
There are so many it's a squad. It's an absolute squad. That's a runaway train at this point. Like LaGrange in, in Georgia, they are a runaway train, and I don't know who can stop them. Exactly. Let's keep it down to the AISA level. Mm. Another major rivalry game. There's so Glenn, much good football. Glenwood against Lee Scott. Right. And it's been a while since we've been able to say that this game has so much on the line. But you have an undefeated Lee Scott team, right. a Glenwood team who, you know, started off slow with a loss against Pacelli and Brookstone, but they've turned it around, had a quite electrifying <laughs> win last week. See what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't gone to see the video, it's on our Twitter page. If you want to believe that kickers are people too, a kicker actually cut off the lights. <laughs> Knocked the power out. Ended the game. The Knights that went out in Alabama part two. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this game. When Jason Gibson was leading the way at Glenwood, it was always a dominant, like, okay, look, this is just an easy dub for for Glenwood. All, all due respect to Lee Scott, just the program wasn't there. What Buster has done there now has made, I think Lee Scott won this game last year and they were athletes of the week last yep. year. They're now the they're now the king on the top of the hill at this point. Ryan Nelson, a lot of pride in that area, understands what he's doing there. And I think it's really cool that a lot of the central people around the area and former players who 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 know Coach Nelson very well, they're rooting for him, mm-hmm. and as they should. But this is a rivalry game where Lee Scott is now like, okay, we're done being bullied. We're ready to be the bully. So... And they're going to Lee Scott, right? Yep. So I'm really excited to see how this one unfolds as well. Absolutely. This is going to be a, a really good so game because good Glenwood looked really good last week. So did it look like to you that with Dallas Clark, it looked... Um, Dallas Crow. J- Dallas Crow. That's not nice. My <laughs> my general manager is giving us the horns down right now. That's, that's, what what ha- that's what happens when your general manager is an Alabama fan. All right. So quick... Bryce Young is the only man on earth who I know that can fall oh in the end boy. zone and not get called for a safety. Back to Dallas Crow. Fantastic quarterback. And I think from the highlights, it looked like to me, Glenwood is figuring it out. Exactly. They're, now they're just reacting and understanding the offense versus taking that extra couple seconds to think, what do I need to do? Lee Scott, though, has been at that level since day one. Shutting out Chambers Academy at Chambers Academy's house. That was like, oh, wow. Wait, Lee Scott is different this year, y'all. Mm-hmm. So, and they beat Morgan Academy last week, 48-6. Yeah. For you, was that is that I, – I just saw the highlights. But for you, when you saw those highlights, were you – you record, you got the game, right? For Glenwood? The yes. Glenwood game? Was that was, – am I right? Am I, am I kind of like am – I, am I in the, in the ballpark picking, with, a, no, no, with Glenwood? It is different. We, You know, I covered them week one against Pacelli. Right. And I covered them last week against Bessemer Academy. And different teams, right? It, different teams. Like, the offense is flowing better. That's And that's the key with a Ryan Nelson offense. Just like a Matt Napier team, once you get Ryan Nelson's system down, you hit different gears. Mm-hmm. So, can they? do they have enough gas, though, to take down Lee Scott? That's the million-dollar question. Yeah. But, and, you know, you ask the average person, it's probably, they'll put, probably pick Lee Scott because they've looked so doggone impressive. Because not just offensively, but defensively, they've barely given up any points this year. Which is weird. But... At the same time, this Glenwood team is going to be their first huge, 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 huge test. This is in Class 3A, yes. in the region. It's a rivalry game. The, the road through Montgomery for either of these teams has to go through the other. Has exactly. to go through this opponent. And it may not just be right now. It might be in the playoffs, too. So it'll be really, it'll be great to see. This is a game, I think, though, when you look back at film, it's like, this is what we need to fix in the postseason. Mm-hmm. ASAP. Yep. So... So I can't wait for this matchup. And 
of course, our prep zone game of the week. Right. We're coming back to Columbus and the Brookstone Cougars, who are undefeated. They will host Mount Zion in the debut of Max Strong Stadium. I think that what an incredible matchup this is. Let's let's start with Mount Zion very quickly. Mount Zion, if you look at their record, they've run over everybody. Yep. It's a couple 50 game, 50 point games, dropped a 50 burger on Jordan. You know, just sorry about that. But one thing you see when you look at Mount Zion are big athletes, especially at that level execute beautifully They're They are, you know, all gas, no breaks kind of team. Brookstone is reflecting that though. And I think with what Rant, we knew that what Rance was going to bring in, it was going to be a different kind of offense, and yep. a different kind of speed. So I think credit to what Rance has done because to come in as the new guy and really embrace the culture of Brookstone and embody it. He said that he said something in that, in that piece where it's like, these kids need to understand the history of Brookstone mm-hmm. and, Brookstone football has always been really good. Exactly. Max Strong is going to be in the house mm-hmm. for that, and he's going to be able to speak to them. What a career. What a career for that. For you who lives in this area, that, that name has to carry some weight, right? No, it absolutely does. And a lot of people don't realize just how good Mac, Mac was because he was a fullback. You know, he was a, a position of a bygone era. Yes. I, I would say one of the last truly great fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. But he was incredible. You go to anyone, you talk to anyone at Brookstone or anybody at UGA, and everybody talks about what? His work ethic, how hard he played. And you have that kind of dude that went on to play in the NFL for, what, 14 years? At the fullback position. Two-time Pro Bowler. Exactly. A couple Pro Bowls. Went went to the Super Bowl with the Seahawks in uh, 2004 when they um, played the Steelers. I mean, the dude has an incredible resume. And it's, it's really amazing to see him come back. And I think a man who who deserves to get his flowers this way from his alma mater. People have just said that he was the best player to ever come through Brookstone. And we saw those highlights, the, the ones that Brookstone was so kind to give us too. That guy played at a different speed. Mm-hmm. Really incredible, really excited to see him. And I think we'll be able to talk to him this week as well. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, you, you look forward to things like this. He's one of those guys, you know, we talk so much about how much talent has come through the Chattahoochee Valley, specifically Columbus. And, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, kind of laid the groundwork for today's superstars. That's that's incredible to hear. And incredible to see that he's getting his flowers this way. Absolutely. And it looks like it's going to be one of the nicest stadiums, if not the nicest stadium in the area. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was out there the other day uh, interviewing uh, Coach Gillespie and a couple of the players, and, man, they just rave about the stadium. They can't wait for Friday night when they take the field. You got to think about it. They got that the stadium looks amazing. The field looks immaculate. They got a blue track there now. Oh, that's awesome. So, like, it, you know, the lights look great. You know, they got the big old video board there. So, I mean, I, I you know, me personally, I can't wait for Friday night. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere there. They've been putting in a lot of work over there, and – I know they can't wait for it. That's that's really great. And to see kids at that level, to really that that affects you and affects your, mm-hmm. your the way you play and affects your passion. It's, that's really cool. It's like Deion Sanders says, you look good, you play good. And that's one of the best looking stadiums we got in the area. Exactly. So that's gonna be our game of the week. I'll be out there Friday, five and six o'clock on News Three as we get you set for the prep zone, eleven fifteen, ten fifteen central on Friday night. Myself and Rex, we yes, got we got you covered with all the scores and highlights around the Chattahoochee Valley. But that's gonna do it for this episode. Before we go, Jack, hold up real quick. Performance of the week has to be that uh, has to be the Opelika kicker, Johnny Casena, just to be able to step up and nail that 
field goal to win it and give Opelika one of the biggest wins this season, if not the biggest win. One of the biggest wins in program history. Congratulations, Johnny, and we'll see what the Opelika Bulldogs do next. Absolutely. They got that showdown with Prattville this week, so we'll be on the lookout for that. Also, shout out to that Auburn defense as well. Negative nine yards, that's ridiculous. All you did is make a move backwards. That's wild. Exactly, but... Axel, if you can go ahead and hit that music and shout out to Axel. We don't give him a, a lot of love on this show. Y'all, Axel's an, an absolute magician. He back is here. the man running the show behind the scenes. So, as always, a big shout out to our man Axel. That's going to do it for this episode of the Prep Zone Preview presented by Ken Nugent. Yes, sir. Rex, where can the people find you? Guys, thank you so much for joining us again. WRBL.com is where we'll be live. You can also check us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Have this bookmark on Spotify. Really easy to get to. Great listen. So, of course, a little selfish here. But, Jack, we love sharing all our stuff on social media. Where can they find us there? Exactly. Our social media is a one-stop shop on Friday nights. At Jay Patterson TV on Twitter. At Rex Castillo TV on Twitter. WRBO Jack Patterson. WRBO Rex Castillo on Facebook. And don't forget to follow our News 3 Sports accounts at WRBO Sports on Twitter. WRBO News 3 Sports on Facebook. This is where you can find all your scores and highlights from the prep zone. Rex, take us on. Guys, again, thank you so much for joining us. As we get you ready for week five, another week I'm sure is full of absolute insanity. Last thing before we go, shout out to you, Follow. We'll try and get down there this week. Also undefeated on the year. Huge shout out to Jarrell Jernigan, what he's doing down there. But Jack, can't wait to see what happens on Friday. Just so many teams doing so much good football. Exactly. So much good football. Can't wait. We'll see y'all next week. Until then, we'll see you Friday on the Prep Zone.